0: All right, I'll do. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month and six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com
1: slash switch.
0: Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG.
1: Let's revisit our top story, and as many of you know, uh, yesterday we spoke to Coach Brian McGilvery. He was the man, of course who uh, took his team uh, off the ice uh, at a uh, minor hockey league uh, tournament uh, in February. He was suspended for 30 days because he was, uh, cl- uh, coaches are not allowed to uh, take their teams off the ice. What, uh, what caused this? Well, uh, Mr. McGillivray's team has about 15 uh, players of South Asian heritage, and they felt that um, there were racial insults. Uh, directed uh, at those players. Words like banana, monkey, and the N-word were used. Uh, today we spoke to Perry Dulé, a parent of one of those kids. Um, the, the, the child was 11 years old, uh, and Mr. Dulé did say that he um, uh, was um, uh, on the receiving end of uh, those racial insults. Take a listen to his clip. The N-word was actually directed right at my son he's the
0: one that came off and told the coaches and uh, he came home told me he told me right after the game he was hurt once you haven't been through this you don't get it and I'm respectfully saying this uh, you feel degraded you feel less than everyone It, it was hurting it's not a good thing and I get what Brian Justin and the other coaches did I mean this wasn't one coach's decision there was four coaches adults on the bench um, that made this decision. And it wasn't influenced by parents because we were in the stands. We could not hear what was going on. Uh,
1: That was uh, Perry Dulé talking about uh, the incident that uh, his son had to go through. Now, that was at a minor hockey level, uh, 10, 11-year-old kids. Uh, even elite athletes have appeared uh, before our House of Commons uh, committee recently the past couple of weeks where they've accused the federal government of doing nothing in response to abuse in sports and to demand a national public inquiry. Now we're not just talking about hockey. Uh, we've had Olympic boxers like uh, Miriam De Silva, um, uh, soccer players like Sierra McCormick and, and- Andrea Neal, uh, fencers like Emily Mason. They told members of Parliament a couple of weeks ago about the physical and mental abuse they endure at the hands of coaches and other officials. Uh, they, you know, collectively, the message they sent to members of parliament on that committee was that abuse is rampant in multiple sports, and they're asking for a fundamental rethink on how uh, sports and elite sports, especially, are governed here in Canada. Well, recently, well, not too long ago, the Park Board here asked staff to report on its current role and future roadmap to address bullying at its parks and spaces as well. Jody might to talk a little bit about what role the Vancouver Park Board has to address bullying in sports and its. Facilities uh, is Brennan Bastiovansky. He is a Vancouver Park Board commissioner. Brennan, thank you for joining us today. Thanks, Jez. Uh, thanks for having me on. Why um, is this important for you, and why do you think the Park Board has a role to play in this?
0: Well, uh, to start, uh, I'm really heartbroken that uh, those kids, you know, uh, you know, suffered abuse uh, at their, uh, you know, at their opponents. Um, and you know because there 's so many benefits that come from sports, right, like it builds character, builds friendships, builds communities, mm-hmm. and when there 's a negative occurrence like this, uh, you know it really it really sets the it sets everybody back, it takes the fun away, uh, and it makes it like a uh, not enjoyable experience, and a lot of that abuse will be you know hopefully not in this case, but you know usually like it 's carried for a long time, it can really really damage and scar people so I am really heartbroken when I hear these types of things. Mm-hmm. But this kind of, these kinds of bullying and the forms of abuse, uh, they happen at an endemic level uh, in Canada, in every sport and at every level. Uh, and there, there is an opportunity uh, through research that there is a way to actually solve it, right? Like you talk to parents and they, they're always really concerned about you know, kids and how they're going to be taken care of. And there are solutions that are out there, and the thing is that the you know, provincial and federal government have known these solutions have existed for a very long time, uh, but there hasn't been any action taken. And that's, uh, that's where the park board comes in. Mm-hmm. One of the findings uh, from a royal commission in, in Australia was that the municipal governments are the ones that have the most influence on what goes on in terms of safety with, uh, with kids. Right? Who controls access to the ice rink? Right? The local municipal government. Right. Who controls access to change rooms, who controls access to uh, pools, fields, all these places is the municipal government's responsibility. And so, it is, uh, so it's a recommendation from these, uh, these academics and researchers that looked into the, the scandal with Hockey Canada, that looked into the scandal with the Olympics, and all the others, and it keeps coming back to saying, we've got wonderful tools that will help change culture and behaviour, but there's not been compliance. There's not been any enforcement. And the single organization in Vancouver that can have that influence is a park board.
1: How would you go about doing that?
0: Well, I mean, look, let's take a look at this incident, uh, the hockey. Like, I, and I don't want to comment on this, you know, because mm-hmm. I wasn't there. Um, but it's a typical, it's kind of typical, right? Something happened. It's not really, it's very opaque. Right. One side's blaming the other. Mm -hmm. There seems to be a retaliation or or an accusation of that. And but the park board would actually really want to know, like, is there a a team or a sport or an organization that uh, that is allowing or trying to cover up or sweep under the rug? Incidents where there's like bullying, racist comments uh, or other forms of abuse happening. Right. Like the park board would want to know that. And like in this particular example, when there's a complaint in a sport, there should be an independent investigation, right? So you can find out what happened on both sides to ensure that there was one compliance. uh, Was there any, was the discipline that happened uh, uh, like uh, appropriate? Is there documentation on like what players or what parents or coaches were actually involved? And, you know, is there uh, and are they supporting like inclusive sports? So at the end of an incident like this, there should be ways for the community to be strengthened and systems and processes to be improved. And the overall safety for the children should be elevated.
1: So let's say you had a a compliance officer of some sort there on behalf of the city or the park board. Um, Do you feel that... then you're going to have an issue of dueling institutions. What I mean by that, and I'm just pulling this out of the air, you have a hockey association, let's say, say, wait a minute, we govern our sport, we uh, can reprimand teams, it's not up to the park board to decide. Do you not worry about it, A, being too bureaucratic, or A, or B, having organizations, fighting other organizations to see who has the upper hand in regards to uh, sort of um, saying, we will punish these individuals. Do you worry about, about that?
0: Well, here's the thing. So with, with like, parents, let's take a look at a parallel example. Uh, parents, they're only going to drop off their kid at a daycare center if they know that those carers are properly trained and certified. Mm-hmm. Right? Background checks done. And if something happens at a child care center, then there's a process, that, you know, to do an investigation to see what happened. And then, you know, the appropriate education and so on happens. But that doesn't happen in sports. So a sporting organization doesn't necessarily have the same level of training or certifications or background checks that you would have at every other child-minding organization or facility or services provided by the city. They're allowed to Mm self-govern. And yet you see this this endemic thing happening over and over and over again where sports are like, no, 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 we'll do it. We'll, We'll do a great job. And yet the thing is there's still one occurrence after another and so the problem is that the problem, the underlying problem is that sports are self-governing and that there is no there is no one to see that they're actually abiding by the same standards that you would have in any other facility that looks after children.
1: So uh, you've asked Park Board to look at this, the staff to look at this. Where does this go from here? Is there a timeline where you could see uh, some sort of officer uh, being uh, installed at the Park Board to, to, to oversee all of this?
0: Well, there's a there's a report coming back from staff on May 28th or 29th, the Monday, uh, the last Monday of the month Mm -hmm. uh, at our next uh, one of our next park board meetings. And in that they're going to be talking about where they're at now and what their what their roadmap is. And one of the things that uh, early on, they're kind of thinking, like, you know, what's a practical way to, like, pilot some of this stuff? Because no local government in the world has ever taken a lead in uh, addressing the root cause of abuse in sports. And so this will be world first. And we're the, the natural kind of practical approach that, that I, I, I'm uh, looking into or investigating is that hockey actually be one of the first to, to actually uh, be used as a test case. Uh, partly from a practical perspective, the, the ice rinks are part of the community centers. The staff at the community centers already have to abide by like a code of conduct and have to be you know, certified and trained to the same level as like any childcare worker. But you go over to the rink and they don't. The coaches, the support staff, it's, mm-hmm. it's entirely separate and has that opaque kind of thing happening around the administration and governance. It goes on there. And so it'd be a natural extension if you're going to use one of our facilities where in one part is to a high standard where they're doing education and training and bullying and being able to document and then do investigations. Then it should just be a natural extension to the rest of the building.
1: Uh, Brandon, thank you so much for your time. Look forward to chatting with you perhaps at the end of this month once uh, you receive the report. Thanks so much. Yeah,
0: pleasure. Thanks, Jeff.